So we've all probably heard the Bible verse that says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come, right? But have you ever wondered what exactly the old is and what the new is? Um, what has been, you know, what has been created new? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're in episode 13. Um, let's pray and we'll get into it. Lord, thank you for, uh, first of all, just thank you for never leaving me. Thank you for your presence and thank you for the way that you change me. I pray that uh, change is definitely the result of what we hear today, what we speak today. Holy change. Holy, holy change. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so um, the verse I just read uh, in the intro is Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. It's a it's a very well known verse that we've all probably heard a lot. Um, but do you know what verse fifteen says? So we just read seventeen. What does fifteen say? Uh, just two verses before this well known verse, um, I think, is written to help us understand what has actually changed in us who are in Christ. So let's read that. 2 Corinthians 5.15 says this, says, And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for the sake, who for their sake died and was raised. Read it again. And he died for all, obviously talking about Jesus, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. So I think the quote-unquote old uh, that Paul is talking about in verse 17 is this quote-unquote living for themselves part that we just read in verse 15. Um, I think that's the old that goes away, uh, the living for ourselves part. Um, now, there's a lot of other things I'm sure that change uh, when we, you know, when we dedicate our lives to Christ and the Holy Spirit takes over. Um, uh, but I think this is generally speaking, and you know, somewhat specifically speaking, what changes about us. You know, if you think about uh, what sin is, you know, it's sin in its simplest form is just living for ourselves, doing what we want. You know, choosing ourselves instead of choosing God. Um, and we see this. This goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Um, so in Genesis three verse six, you know, the the devil you know, appears kind of as a snake and he's, uh, he's talking to Eve and really questioning what God said. And, uh, and kind of, here's the result of, of that. Um, this is Genesis three, verse six, um, talking about Eve says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, this is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Now, notice that uh, all the things listed here are benefits, right? Everything, everything that she talks about, uh, or everything that she notices, is it's a benefit. You know, the fruit's tasty, right? Um, it looks delicious. It's you know not only appetizing to the tongue, it's appetizing to the eye. It brought wisdom. I mean, the Bible even says, you know, that's, I mean, Proverbs is all about wisdom. It says, seek wisdom. Above all, I seek wisdom, right? Um, so, wisdom is a good thing. All of these are, quote-unquote, good things. 
But the problem is that even though she justified her actions, um, I'm sure all of us can relate to that part. Um, even though she justified her actions by the quote unquote good qualities of the fruit, she still chose herself over what God said. And that's what brought sin into the world. You know, how much do we try and justify our sins on a regular basis? I want you to like, take, a, take a second, just think about anything. Can you think of anything right now that you've justified instead of listening and obeying God? You've come up with a, a really good reason to do what you want to do, like uh, maybe cheating on your taxes. It's tax season, I think, actually, today as I'm recording this on Tuesday, the 18th. Today is tax day. You know, cheating on your taxes so that you can give more to the church, right? Well, it's good that I give to the church. Um, God says that I should give to the church, so I want to cheat on my taxes so that I can give more to the church. How about uh, taking a job that makes more money for your family, keeps you your life comfortable, even if God was leading you in a different direction? You know, got to take care of my family, um, especially in today's economy. You know, don't have much choice. Gas is really high. Inflation is going crazy. Um, so even though God's telling me to do this one thing, I, I've got to, you know, do this other thing. It's not necessarily sinful, quote unquote. Um, or about just uh, uh, keeping quiet in like a giving uh, in a in a given circumstance, maybe like inviting your coworker to church, right? You know, I feel the feel the prompt from the Holy Spirit to say you need to invite this person to church. You need to invite this person to church, but you don't. You stay quiet so you don't look like a crazy religious person. You know, maybe your workplace is more uh, liberal or something like that. Um, we choose ourselves so often in so many ways without even thinking about it. We do. We choose ourselves. We live for ourselves. Um, I love how uh, Matthew Henry really puts it well in uh, his his commentary on the Bible. Um, uh, and this is what he says. He says, We should not make ourselves but Christ the end of our living and actions. And it was one end of Christ's death to cure us of this self-love. Self-love. I love the way he puts that. Um, it was one end of Christ's death to cure us of this self-love and to excite us always to act under the commanding influence of his love. The commanding influence of his love. A Christian's life should be consecrated. Consecrated just means dedicated, uh, given over fully. Christian's life should be consecrated to Christ. And then, then do we live as we ought to live when we live to Christ who died for us. Dang, it's good. Living for Christ just has to be a constant evaluation of our hearts and our intentions. You know, why do we do what we do? Why are the, the or what are the motives behind our actions? What drives our greatest desires? Um, and if you come to the conclusion that it is not Christ, then you're living for yourself. I'm living for myself and not the will of Jesus. And if we come to that conclusion, we need to change. So during our time of prayer and meditation, let's ask, let's beg the Holy Spirit to show us where we have justified our choices and where we have justified our sins, where we have, have chosen ourselves. 
ask him to show you the places, the circumstances, the decisions, anything that has led you to choosing yourself over God. And then ask him to help you let go of the desire to do what you want and give your life over to doing what God wants and for living for him. Let's pray. Oh, Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, speak now. Speak right now. Speak right now, God. Open my eyes to the ways that I choose myself over you, to the ways that I justify my sins and my actions and my choices. Change my heart. God, change my heart so that I can truly live always for you instead of myself. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, it's your turn. Pray, listen, and make changes.
close us. But as always, if you want more time to hear from God, to let the Holy Spirit work in you, rewind this music part, continue to focus your attention on the Holy Spirit, what He's saying, um, and then just, just do what He says. Let's pray. Father, Lord, change me today. Don't let me finish this time and have nothing be different about me. Please, Lord, do not let me finish this time and have nothing be different about me. Move in me. Change my heart. Lead me by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.